So y'all ready for another week where Seth Rollins just fucks himself with an interview again? Because oh, it happened. No. <laughs> it happened again. Oh no. Oh no. And uh yes, he did. and I think we're part of the problem because in the same interview he did say Twitter's mean was the entire description of what he said. After that interview, he cried on the floor for six hours. Yeah, yeah, that's why he lost the titles to the Iconics. So welcome to Fight Boys, the show about professional and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, the bad boy of podcasting, Scotty Moore. And I'm the guy that's realizing you are just slowly turning into Jericho every week, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's me, the B, the wait, most wait, perceptive man. Wait, 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 Blake, man. before you introduce yourself, I'd like to talk to everybody about Omaha Steaks. Now, listen, everybody, no, these steaks... They, they're some good, tasty boys, <laughs> them steaks. Not getting paid for this. No. Uh, I mean, he already he, he did get paid for the Golden Chris bullshit either. Uh, if, no, you're yeah. Chris, if you're Chris Jericho, you're the now version where he's just kind of out of shape and, like, all talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh. gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reverse elbow into everybody on my way to work tomorrow. Just like, yeah, remember, I got remember, you. but remember to do it really slowly and make the backing up noise, like <laughs> fucking. <laughs> and then Matt Riddle's actually been talking shit to me on Twitter constantly, and God, yeah. He... And the only way that I can deal with it is by cutting a promo as Matt Riddle. Yeah, and by the by the way, I'm the king of the nose, the Dylan. <laughs> Man. Riddle once again. You, you guys, you guys didn't laugh enough at that. That was a fucking good joke, and you don't appreciate comedy. I was too busy working on mine, damn it, because I'm the most interrupted man on the planet. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, but once again, like I said a few weeks ago, Matt Riddle could be the best heel WWE's ever had, but they're like, no, people love him. They love the bro, and I'm like, no, he's a fucking asshole. Just let him go out and be an asshole, and you'd have a you great- know you know every you know every like like frat weed guy and co- he's all of them. <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> literally all of them. Oh God, he's everyone's buster. Yeah, and yeah. he just and he just shows up with slides on. Like a douche. Kicks and them then, off and sits on the couch. Yeah. He does kicks them off by like double ju- like jumping and like throwing both feet up too. Like a douche. <laughs> <laughs> we once knew a guy like that in college. Yeah. Uh, he sold weed out of his uh, college dorm room and got into a fight and almost got thrown out of his window. That's why it makes so much sense to make him a heel. Yeah, yep, yeah exactly. I mean, it, there's it, no reason to cheer him. He doesn't do anything fun. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite part about it was even somebody pointed out, like, it was a clip from Jericho's book being like, hey, you don't need to talk about how the older wrestlers are really garbage because then if you ever face them in a match and you lose, you look like even more of a terrible wrestler than before. At which oh, yeah, point. Bad, bad, news, bad News Brown. Yeah, Bad News Brown told him that back yeah. in 90. 90- 
two or something when I was one year old. Or yeah, yeah. Whatever. At which point Matt Riddle instead doubled down and was like, "I'll beat you up too, Chris Jericho." And I was like, "Fuck, Matt, <laughs> they're trying to help you, but also I get it. I get it. Goldberg's not a good wrestler, but come on." Hey, Matt does he? Matt doesn't wear shoes. He's he's thinking about things. <laughs> he's got an emotion. That the, that would be the frat but, boy listen, line. Listen, there's a there's a reason he's known as Deep Waters, Matt River. <laughs> <laughs> deep Waters. He's getting in that deep water. No, for real, that actually was his fucking. I, okay. Yeah, but speaking, I was of, like, you think I'm joking because of how stupid the, uh, the joke I made it into, but that was legit it, and I was like, there's nothing deep about Matt Riddle except his except his pile of cush in his apartment. I mean, that would be what happens if you run into Matt Riddle at a party and he looks a little bit sad. He's just like, just thinking about things, man things and stuff and it's just not it's not it's i'm not feeling it anymore all right matt have you a good one i guess hey matt do you need someone to drive you home (laughs) but speaking of goldberg holy shit that was the dumbest way to set up a goldberg ziggler match i think i've ever seen in my entire life all right give me i need some like quick deets on this because once again i am completely out of the wrestling world until i find a way to get my TV to play it. Yeah, yeah. Or we could just... Yeah, and the YouTube comments aren't up. So we either <laughs> gotta start doing this on Wednesday or... Yeah, yeah. Well, what had happened was they were making it more than evident that it was gonna be Miz versus Ziggler. Miz versus Ziggler, which would be a fantastic match. Those two always put no, on... No, it a... wouldn't. Okay. No, it wouldn't. That would have been a fantastic match for 2017. As a matter of fact, I believe it was a fantastic match in 2017. <laughs> yeah. And 2016. And 2015. Mm-hmm. And 2014. Because it happened every year. All the way back to Bad News Brown telling Chris Jericho to not shit on the older wrestlers they've been wrestling. As a matter of fact, I think those two are at least in second place compared to Randy Orton and John Cena for the number of times these two people have fought each other. Yeah. Yeah, but unlike Randy Orton and John Cena, you won't get, like, demoted within the hierarchy if you speak out against them. Uh, rest in peace to Cesaro. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what had happened was they came out for a contract signing, and HPK, HBK was there for some reason. And then Ziggler's getting all cocky and being like, I'm better than you. I'm better than you. Should have been me. What the fuck ever. Fuck you. I'm going to sign your contract. Which point Miz, like a fucking, like a cartoon character, is like, well, you've signed a contract, but not to face me. Goldberg, Goldberg. This is why you have to have a lawyer there reading the terms the of the contract. contract. You see, you think you think Brock Lesnar keeps Paul Hammond around just to feed the Jew. No, 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 no. It's actually to be his legitimate representative. Yeah, That's why yeah. you never see Brock Lesnar in these situations. It's why he's not magically facing DDP or some <laughs> bullshit. Well, <laughs> that's why that's why you have great situations where Paul's like, "No, Brock, you you have a year. Brock, you have a year to cash in." What the fuck, Paul? I'm out. See ya. I'm still gonna cash in in like a month or two, but whatever. Because building anticipation with this thing is something we haven't done in 
years. How many fucking night one cash-ins have there been? There's been at least one every year, hasn't there, for the last few? Uh, if you count the women's, yes. Yeah, because you had Dean do it, Alexa do it, you had uh, this year Bailey do it. Which, by the way, props on Bailey for keeping it this long. A pl- round of applause for her, outlasting the hate naysayers. I mean, you know, they they absorbed how long they were going to have uh, Sasha's short run with it, uh, and then they just kind of gave it to Bailey. They're like, "Hey, less writing we have to do. Not that we do much more than table napkins worth, but whatever." <laughs> yeah, I, f- I forgot. That Vince Bailey... is just going to come in twenty minutes before the show starts and rip it up and make us rewrite the whole show anyway. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was just recently another story where that happened and everyone was talking about it. It was four hours ago. That's how long ago <laughs> it, was it was. Today, Blake. What are you talking about? <laughs> I heard one for last week too. Damn. Yeah. So, am I the only person who's just so enthralled? Yes, you're the only person who's ever done anything. (laughs) No, just who really is enjoying the Roman shit. Because it's taking it back to the old school, like, I did it for the rock thing. But then tonight, they just decided to fuck it. Tonight, they decided, hey, all this anticipation of who's it gonna be? Who's attacking Roman Reigns? They were instantly, at the end of the show, like, let's just tell him it's Daniel. It's fine. Let's not worry about, like, building any more anticipation. You could have had them attack at SummerSlam and built up this awesome thing, but instead tonight you're like, oh, yeah, it's them. By the way, it's them. Yep. Oh, but, yeah, we got one episode of build-up, but... <laughs> yeah, baby! Listen, the, the, the real... This is all just a red herring. This is all just to build up baby-faced Samoa Joe uh, in a Vegeta-esque, like... <laughs> In a Vegeta-esque role of, like, you're you're Samoan, you're not as good as Roman Reigns, but, yeah. like, you're gonna be his, like, you're gonna be his shorter buddy now, and, like, wreck some shit. Is it a babyface turn, or is it straight up Joe just being like, I mean, I'm mad at the guy, but I didn't want to see him get murdered. <laughs> like, I don't like you, but don't hit him with a car, that's a whole car. I crossed the line at right before home invasion, bud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Murder is straight up not on my list, okay? Uh, listen, don't, but if you, listen, if you hey, think... Hey, don't, don't go and look at Ring of Honor or TNA. But no, I would never murder anybody. Samoa Joe. I didn't try to. I didn't try to murder CM Punk and Kenta and yeah Tyler Black and I think I think the entire roster. I totally didn't try to murder AJ Styles at least four times. Yeah, it's like when Doctor Octopus saved Peter Parker from getting murdered in that one comic because he's just like, if you're dead, I can never defeat you. That's Joe's entire approach to life. He's the Doctor Octopus of WWE right now. Listen, I'm okay with this just for the fact that if that tag team match happens, I get to see uh, Daniel Bryan run up and get Uranagi like corner slam by Samoa Joe, and I know the height Joe gets on that yeah. with D Bry, and it's gonna be glorious. That's probably my favorite move in his arsenal because the first time I saw him do it, it might have been against either like Daniel or Tyler. I, Bra- Black. I still don't know how he does it. Do you have any idea how many times I played it back and be like, I don't know how he just steps up and then they're just in the fucking air. <laughs> yeah, they're in the air and then just yeeted into the ground. Like I'm <laughs> oh, yeah. surprised the ring survives it. Man, men yeeting men. <laughs> men. <laughs> 
fucking that vine. This is what it's all about. Just guys yeeting dudes. Am I right? Just bros yeeting buds. <laughs> bros yeeting buds. Well, speaking of tag team matches, I'm going to assume I'm the one person who's excited about Nikki and uh, Alexa winning the tag titles from the Iconics. You're right. You 100% are. <laughs> because I'm pissed as fuck that they took Asuka away from doing anything else, kept her on her shelf, had Paige become their British her British manager for no reason. No, no, nanny. Nanny is the term you're looking for. Yeah, nanny. We reverse we reverse uh fucking was it, was it the Twin Towers was where Mr. Fuji was the manager? That's yeah, yeah, we I essentially, think so. We reversed the Twin Towers and then jobbed them out. Like, you need to understand, NXT Oscar would have just wrecked everyone in that match in single file order. Including her partner. She would have been like, Kyrie, get out of this. Also, I would like to say, Kyrie Sane, somebody posted this um, on the Reddit the other day. She's had about... 40 minutes of TV time since she debuted. Yeah. Despite being... Despite being one of the most charismatic people in NXT. Also, they put them... Like, when they showed their tag team stuff and their Twitter handles... They put in Io Shirai's Twitter instead of Kyrie's. Yeah, I, oh, it's okay. almost it's almost like WWE put them together because they're both Asian. Can I just say, though, Io turning heel is my favorite thing because WWE, for once, is kind of like, we can have an Asian lady who's mean, right, guys? They don't have to all be super happy Joshi baby faces. I mean, Asuka at no point was nice. She just smiled at people, and then, like, her eyes said that she was going to murder you with yeah. a knife immediately. <laughs> and the knife was her... And the knife was her back fist. <laughs> <laughs> and it stabbed you in the consciousness. <laughs> Killed your personality. As, as but, I... yeah, no. Uh, the, the Iconics with, I believe, potentially, might be the worst title reign... In the last decade in WWE? Um, in terms of, like, length versus worthlessness? They held those belts for five months, defended them zero times, were the first ones eliminated in this elimination tag match. Well, I mean, that's kind of their characters, though. They are kind of just no, useless. They spent 90 seconds, like, dominating, I'm putting that in air quotes, the match, to get just out of nowhere, just, like, eliminated, like, trash people. Like, after months of it. And then they were never on TV. They didn't even couldn't even qualify to be on SummerSlam. These, these belts couldn't even make it onto the pre-show. Couldn't even make it onto the pre-show. Hold on. Same thing with Sami Zayn and Aleister Black, by the way. Because tonight, Sami just came out like, I want a match. And then Aleister came out. And everyone in the crowd at once was like, wait. I mean, I, I this is cool. This is happening. But ain't this supposed to be Sunday? <laughs> You know what? It's getting to the point where I, I I'm just gonna like walk away whenever we talk about WWE. Honestly, yeah. well, I'm just gonna like I'm just gonna take a nap and I'm just gonna have you guys like call me whenever we're talking about any other company. No, no, no! You have an alarm in your room. It's called the New Japan alarm, and it goes. It's like the bat signal. It goes off whenever we start talking about New Japan, and you just get shaken awake. Uh, we're talking about good wrestling now. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh! Thank God! Yes. Oh, kiss me, Kato. Uh. <laughs> Kiss me Gato Toro is the best Kiss Me Gato is my favorite fucking What was her name? Lita? Lita whatever, that chick from the 80s Kiss Me Gato 
Well, so like like I was teasing before the show, Seth fucked up again, y'all. Seth fucked up one once more because he was like, intergender matches, I don't like them. They're not realistic. There's no way that this could ever happen. Why would you want to see something unrealistic? Meanwhile, I was watching WrestleMania where... Seth beat the shit out of Brock Lesnar after getting massacred by him for a few seconds, being like, you sure? You sure fucking Ronda Rousey beating up Titus O'Neil is unrealistic, buddy? Oh, man. Hey, Seth, that match at WrestleMania was just so unrealistic, I couldn't get behind it. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, there's no way you could beat Brock Lesnar. I forget her her first name, but I really want the the one Brazilian chick in UFC who's like, a double champion to just be like, I'll come there right now and kick the shit out of you. <laughs> is it Cyborg or Nunez? Which one are you talking about? Nunez. Nunez, Nunez is a double yeah, champion. Yeah. Nunez will just show up, like, because she, sometimes she wears, like, the little, the lion mask, so that she just shows up, takes it off, and just, just fucking yeets Seth Rollins, <laughs> and just beats the shit out of him, and, like, like Becky's trying to pull him off, and then halfway through, I was like, no, no, he earned this, he earned this, and then just continues to let him, her beat the shit out of him. At this point, I've never, like, been more happy to watch Brock Lesnar beat the shit out of anybody ever. Like, every time I'm just like, oh, no, the baby face is like, oh, but it's Seth Rollins. It's fine. It's fine. We want this. If you told me when he won the Royal Rumble that I would feel this way about Seth Rollins, and then if you then immediately afterwards said... You would you want Roman to be the champion, by the way, yeah. bud. If you actually, do- I still don't. I still want Samoa Joe. They just refuse to give it to me. Oh, there's there's a laundry list of people I want above Roman, but Roman is well above Seth at this point. Yeah. A towel rack is well above Seth at this point. They could go <laughs> DDT and give the belt to a ladder, and I'd be happier. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then if you had doubled down on that after WrestleMania, where everything was going so great for him, and we're like, yeah, you're going to hate him in, like, literally less than a month, we'd be like, no, no, you're a liar. It's not true. Seth would never betray us like this. I would have uh, believed you. I'd, <laughs> I, 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 I'd, I'd believe that I'd hate somebody in WWE that quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do it really easy. I wait, I wait every day for them to try to, like, put the final nail in me not liking Becky as much. They haven't yet, but I know they're trying. I yeah. feel like they're getting close, though, sometimes. They're working on it. They really work. You want to know, you know, you know what's going to make me, like, like go 100% like, like back for and be like, she's the greatest ever? If they let her beat Natalia with a sharpshooter in... Yes. Like, in that pay-per-view. Oh, Oh, she's going to go straight up into, like, she's going to become cool heel Becky again, and it will be the greatest thing on the planet. I needed to to go that way. Yeah, because it's it's not that it's something that, like, WWE thinks is going to be great for the audience. It's just that it gets Vince real wet when he can do a screw job again. (laughs) Also, can I just say my favorite thing about the Becky-Seth storyline is the fact that the minute Seth lost the title, Becky is no longer associated with him on the TV anymore. They're like, no, 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 don't Uh, worry about that. We can't have him looking weak compared to his girlfriend. The only person we can do that for is Mike Kanellis. And that's because Vince found out what, what like, cucking was, like, two <laughs> months ago yeah, yeah. at a Trump rally. And, like, is really deep into showing that on TV. 
Speaking of that, did you see the fucking community theater ass set for the OBGYN Maria Canella scene? Because it looked like oh, something worse. It looked like a worse set than like a, the shittiest play I've seen Blake in, which was in a library with no set whatsoever. That looked better than this OBGYN set. Damn, that's true. Yeah. I could make a I could make a play with no set work better than what they did for this. Yeah. Although that whole that whole segment did just rely on the fact that everything in it was fake as shit. And then right. and then and then they and then Mike Canellis fell for a fake baby being thrown at him and then got rolled rolled up for that I want that to be our truth's new finishing move is the throw a baby. He's in the middle of a normal except match. Then he, except, except then eventually he throws a real one in like every fourth or fifth time just so they're just like, "Oh no, this is a real baby." And then he gets it again and, and he says, says, "My bad, y'all." Yeah. But you know our who's truth. my but you know who's my baby? Gazi. Your, your actual baby? Oh, my my real baby. And if you want to help support my baby, you can at patreon.com slash a load of BS, the website where you can support us. You can support the entire BS network. You get access to our Discord, where every time we go live on Twitch, you get notified. You get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week like that absolute piece of human garbage, Gazi. And most importantly, you watch, you can get me and Blake's exclusive show, You Paid for This, where we watch absolutely garbage ass films and commentate over it. We recently, it's not, it's not gonna be out by the time this episode released, but we did watch the Jason Momoa, Keanu Reeves cannibal film, The Bad Batch, a film that I believe 30 minutes in I decreed to be an Oscar winner for greatest picture, and then 30 minutes later hated it more than anything in my entire life. Yep, it's a great 30 minutes, and then a horrible hour and a half, because this movie <laughs> is two actual hours long. I oh, a- wow, so so wait, so it's it's the opposite of Ready to Rumble, where <laughs> it's like, the first hour you're just like, someone murder me with a, with a mallet, and then the last 30 minutes you're just like, where was this movie? I had a bigger turnaround on this film than I did on Charlotte Flair, that's how bad it was. Are you ready for her to lose to Trish Stratus? Oh, man, I need it to happen. But before we do that, I'm going to go to twitter.com slash fightboysshow. Dylan, who are we tweeting? Do we want to tweet somebody who's got a SummerSlam match? Do we, we want should to... tweet at Kenta. Just tweet at Kenta. Do we tweet at Kenta? <laughs> You're like, I don't even need... He's not verified. What the fuck? Okay, Kenta. At Kenta, go to sleep, which is his name. It's very, very good. Yo, at Kenta. Uh, enjoy the last few days of the G1. I hope you take someone's head off for realsies. I enjoyed your G1 performance. Please kick off someone's head. Please remove at... Who's in Who's in the same block as him that he hasn't faced I'm trying yet. to remember. I was going to say, hold on, I have to look up who he still has to face. Uh, I have to do, like, process of elimination real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has he faced, has he faced CSJ yet? Or is he in the same block? I think he, I think his, I think he, I think ZSJ is one of his last ones. Hold on. Kenta. Oh, I hope you take Will Ospreay's head off. Oh, hell yes. I've already been shit tweeting Will Ospreay today, so it's perfect. It's going to fit with us. Because apparently Gazi had a dream that we had Will Ospreay on the show, and I immediately re- just went, he can't afford us. He's like, wait, what are you? What are you talking about? Do you mean that you can't afford him? No, 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 no. 
he can't afford us. No, 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 like his career can't afford to be associated <laughs> in any way with this podcast. Hashtag Kenta Watch. This is his, I hope he's going to be the first one because like the most buck wild one was probably when we tweeted something to someone else and then Shima liked it. And I just thought, why? Shima, where did you find this? Why did you? I think it's because Joey Janela retweeted it. And so he found it through Janela's Twitter. Also, by the way, the tweet last week, and I sent this to you guys, the tweet to Simon Grimm last week led us down a rabbit hole where at some point me and him started making a Hans Molman movie, and I don't know how it happened. Me and Simon just kind of became friends, and instead of thinking, I should invite him on the show, my thought was, how do I get him to go to Simpsons Land at Universal with me? Because that's what I want. For a moment there, I thought you said me and Simon started making. I thought you were going to say making out. And I yeah, that is you. also something he wants to have happen Well, <laughs> Me and Simon Grimm just started sexting online <laughs> for everyone to see on our Twitter accounts. But uh, before we it's get happened in- before. <laughs> but before we get into our predictions for SummerSlam... God, the the G1 is the closest our predictions have ever been in anything ever. Because right now, I'm in first. I've retaken the lead with 74 points. Blake's at 72. Like you, and, you and Blake have been trading off every week by two points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just, for some reason, cannot make the... the I would love if afterwards we were somehow able to compile, like, all the data from all three of us. And I can see where these last... <laughs> Four days I keep fucking up. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the last one, few are like where I can maybe, maybe salvage it. I don't know. Naito winning is the only way I can win, though. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, I mean, my big fuck up has been early on, I had Moxley losing more and winning as it went on. Yeah. And I realized that that is my biggest, worst mistake. Yeah. I mean, with me, I've not even been paying attention. I've straight up forgotten what I predicted, so I'm just oh, like, all dude, right. Immediately, every time you post these, I'm like, I wonder what happened. I'm still losing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've, I've, just been been... In, I've just been enjoying the matches. By the way, I'd like to re, uh, I'd like to reevaluate my best match, uh, even though it didn't get five stars. Osprey versus ZSJ, fucking classic. I think also the fact that this is the first actual update that we've had to points in like a couple of weeks. It's everyone's been chomping at the bit. Yeah, yeah, we've been waiting to see, waiting to see where we're at. I uh, will well, say by the um, time the next, by the time we record next, the tournament will be over. Oh, holy shit! You're right. Um, but I will say, Reddit is kicking our ass as a whole, because I think the average is like 84 points, a full 10 points above our highest score right now, so... Dude, I, dude, I knew we were fucked after the second day, where I had gotten a grand total of like 3 out of like 15 or something. Like, yeah, exactly. This is, By the way, this isn't even the worst, this isn't the worst I've ever done for a prediction series, because I think Best of the Super Juniors, like, last year or something, like, I just did complete dog shit, like, in the thousands, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. levels of bad, but, uh, <laughs> this is the worst G1 I've ever had, but considering, like, I've already had the best one ever, where I got, like, 10th or something, I, I'm oh, fine. Yeah. 
Did we talk about Moxley and Yano having the greatest comedy match of all time last week? Because holy shit, that no, no, was no, good. that happened. I think that happened the day after we recorded. Oh god, because it, it was, was fantastic. So, it was so good. No, no, we talked about that. We we didn't talk about the promo where where John Moxley came out and he's just like. You never know. I'll pop out of a birthday cake or show and then escape in a in a unconventional vehicle that I've somehow inexplicably inexplicably acquired. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it was the it was the enunciation. The enunciation he had in that promo was the difference between John Moxley and Dean Ambrose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The emphasis on the words. Oh, beautiful. I don't love him. Now let's go from the greatest tournament of the of the year to SummerSlam, which is shaping up to just be an absolute garbo pay-per-view. Like, even people on Twitter who are usually normally positive about pay-per-views saw this and just went, no, I'm good. (laughs) Apparently it's shaping up to be so bad that Blake had to leave to get a white claw before we did predictions for it. What? (laughs) Ain't no loss with your drinking claws, baby. Not with me. Well, let's... You want to fight? (laughs) <laughs> well uh let's start listen, off listen white claw is just monster for people that that don't like four loco yeah it's also a hundred calories so yeah I'm down with it also by the way we do have an exclusive Summerfest shirt on our website that's literally just the white claw logo except instead of white claw it says Summerfest. so Pick that That's up. That's not a ripoff at all. It's it's perfect, actually. <laughs> well, let's start with uh, SummerSlam. Match, the first match in the night, and this actually has the potential to be a very, very good match. Drew Gulak versus Oni Lorcan for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, they'll never give Oni Lorcan the title, so... Man, but he's been doing so good. He's been doing good for the last four years of his life. <laughs> what has it gotten him? Yeah. yeah. He's, still, he's still skinny... And, like, weird-looking. I think that's exactly... Not in the Daniel Bryan way. I think that's exactly what 205 Live needs. I'm going to give that little skinny motherfucker the title. I say Oni's winning it. Mm, I've still got to go with Drew. You can't screw the Drew. Yeah. Uh, Trish Stratus versus Charlotte Flair in a match that's going to make me physically upset. Uh... <laughs> was that a whoo? Because that's exactly what I've predicted. Is I mean, ch- it's, it is, but it's it's probably the least hearted woo I can imagine. Because oh, you it's mean like just... a Charlotte woo? You're correct then. <laughs> woo. That's there yeah. That's a Charlotte Woot. woo. Woot. Woot. So we woo. all have we all three woo. got Charlotte. Woo. Yeah, but I really hope Trish wins. And then the rest of the year is just Charlotte not being able to cope with the fact that she can't beat Legends. She's like the anti-Legend killer. Yeah, Like, Jazz or somebody comes back and whoops the shit out of her. Hold on, boss. Can I interrupt for a sec? Because how many points do we have? Oh, we've got some. I haven't looked in a very, very long time. The G1's been happening, and I don't think we really paid attention. Because since the G1 is worth 10 points, whoever wins that is essentially guaranteed an insurmountable lead. Well, no, no, no. It's 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 five points. We got that Oh, it's five? You amended it this year? Oh, you just spotted me the... It was five last year, and you still won. So that's why I'm, like, this year focusing, because I'm like, I need to win this year. I was so close last year, and if it wasn't for the fucking G1, I would have had it. And at no, this no, no. point, I'm just. If it wasn't for if it, if it wasn't for Madison Square Garden, <laughs> um, I also hope that y'all know that 
I do sleep with the quarters under my pillow every night, and I, I just ask them to help me. Yeah. Because uh, I'm so close, and I need this more than anything, because I've been so in last place. Dolph Ziggler versus Goldberg. Should we instead just make this a prediction of how long the match goes? Because I feel like that's a more accurate prediction. Go, 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 Goldberg. I'd say about 16 seconds. Okay. Eight, 18 seconds. Okay, 18 seconds. Dylan? <laughs> just a long pause and a sigh is how you can really establish this match um i'm gonna give him a little bit longer though i'm gonna say 47 seconds but goldberg still wins mm-hmm. dylan you okay or is he dylan? fuck it dolph ziggler <laughs> <laughs> I, I was i was so hoping that you would do that in three seconds, Dolph Ziggler in three seconds. No, no, no. I want Goldberg to go for the, the spear and then get super kicked and zigzagged. Yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, I want Goldberg to get Goldberged. Okay. Um, because that's the only... Because Goldberg can't stick around for any longer than this pay-per-view. So, like, having him destroy Dolph adds nothing for anyone about anything. If this was a Raw central thing and be like oh cool he's gonna challenge brock but they're not gonna do that because he's facing dolph ziggler so having dolph ziggler win is the only thing that forwards anything because after seth wins the title back then dolph can come up and be like ha ha dylan i know you think you were just arguing for why dolph's gonna win i think you just argue why dolph will lose you were just, you were just like because it would make sense logically going forward it would build dolph up and i'm like no i'm like no absolutely. this is a one week build for one guy i swear to god if they give it to i'm doing this for my own sanity <laughs> Uh, sometimes um, we've done you know what sometimes we've made those Hail Marys and WWE has come through with the logical decision so yeah, I get you uh, AJ Styles versus Ricochet for the US Championship I'm gonna say AJ because Doc Gallows is wearing his New Japan face paint again so I'm really hyphy for the club right now I will never call them the OC though no matter how hard you attempt to make me their name is always and shall be the club and I stand with the club they're the only club that matters fuck them no wrong one wrong club i'm sorry sorry finn balor versus bray wyatt the man who's wanting to take time off versus a character who looks like he would literally i can start picking bray wyatt for things again (laughs) (laughs) but now i'm gonna look like a fucking fairweather bray wyatt picker (laughs) I've been I've been down with this cause for years. Y'all getting on my bandwagon. I see how you are. I see how you are. Uh, but yeah, Bray, right? Like, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kevin, it's gonna be fine until Finn decides he can come back, and he comes back as the demon and beats the fiend. Yeah, sure, it's fine. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon, and you'd think with all the buildup about KO's a quitter, KO likes to quit, he quits after everything, it should have been an I quit match, right? No, it's just a normal match, but if Kevin loses, he will be forced to quit WWE. Oh look, guess who's winning? It's It's Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, Owens, yeah. Mm -hmm. Gonna quit or die. Yep. 
oh, this next match is going to be stupid, 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 as Ke- Kofi Kingston takes on RK Ophi. You know, if you'd have asked me at Mania when he won, I would have thought that, oh, yeah, Kofi will probably lose at SummerSlam. I think Kofi's just going to keep it. Yeah, well, no, just not like this. That's the only one, just not like yeah, this. Just not like this. So, Kofi, Kofi, Dylan, would you like a Kofi with that? Would you Would you like a hot Kofi? <laughs> would you like some uh, hot- yeah, just because, like, the redemption of, like, I'm going to, to beat the guy that, like, ruined my career is too good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Bailey versus Ember Moon, and what's going to be a dope fucking match for, for the SmackDown women's title? I mean, right, though? Yeah. Like, this is... If I'm going to be pegging, like, what I think is match of the night, it's probably this one, or if Orton gives a shit, the uh, Kofi Orton match. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Ember, though, because we've yet to have a title change, and something got to happen, and Ember's due for it, I think. Something got to happen, though, huh? Something do got to happen. No, 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 because, wait, did, did Bailey beat Charlotte yet? Yes, because no. I think she, she hasn't defended the title against Charlotte. She won the title from Charlotte, though, did she not? No, 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 but Charlotte never got a rematch. Oh, fuck you! Don't do so this Bailey. to me. Hug time, hug time, baby. Don't, don't do this to me. I'm still picking Ember. All right. Ah, oh, fuck. That's a, oh no, Dylan. You bring up things that make me sad. Uh, that's happened. Well, see. I found that you can only, like, go with Dylan's logic about 50% of the time because it could very easily screw you. Yes. Um, Then our other women's championship match, Becky Lentz versus Natalia, the Canadian... Did you say Becky Lentz? Becky Lentz versus Natalia, the Canadian woman in Canada in a submission match. So clearly she's going to lose, because this is like (laughs) Sasha Banks in Boston. Yes. So Becky. It's Becky in the, in five minutes. In fact, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be in ten seconds, she'll put the, the sharpshooter in, they'll call for the bell, she'll celebrate, and then run to the back. Like, they'll just, they'll, they'll step for step it. And then Natalia will get up and, like, write WCW in the air. Yes. She'll write AEW in the air. Oh, fuck yeah. Natty's gonna be upset, and I wouldn't doubt, like, some form of heel turn from either of them at this point. A sharpshooter win would, in fact, make Becky the heel, but I wouldn't doubt that, like, if if Natty lost to the sharpshooter clean, that Natty would get so frustrated with herself that she attacks Becky and the whole crowd turns on her. Who no? Because it's Canada. What the fuck's wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> Canadians rarely boo one of their own. Yeah, they cheered Edge like when yeah. he was deep in his in his in his heel run. But the, here's the thing: uh, Natalia as a heel, who cares? Like she's she's she is the definition of white meat babyface. Like, and it's not that she has no personality or anything. She's just such a like jovial looking woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's a jolly girl. Yeah, she's, she just looks jolly all the time, like, even when she's just, like... You remember when she was the heel, like, like wife manager for Kid and Cesaro? Yeah, yeah. And she would wear basically the exact same outfit, but with heels, and, like, she looked like some kind of, like, weird dominatrix, and it worked. Yeah, she yeah. would still do the same thing, too, because she never really stopped doing that. Yeah, exactly. 
So like that's the problem is that even when they he, Ken Cesaro showed up and were like we're the best clap 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 facts like there's that still that that thing but like she like looks so happy she's like facts yeah like she does she just uh, doesn't have mean in her so it it's like she doesn't busy. understand that they were being mean yeah, yeah she was just like it's it's my husband and his Swiss friend. <laughs> By the way, where is Cesaro? Why isn't Cesaro on this pay-per-view? Why isn't Cesaro in my life? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Natalia... Because he stopped being part of the good tag team. Yeah. And when Cesaro's not part of a good tag team, they don't know what the fuck to do with him. Okay, so he's teaming up with Ricochet? Is that what's happening? Because that was the last series of matches that happened. All right, best out of seven, we'll get them together. And then in our main event, a match I'm dubbing the Internet Vengeance match, Brock Lesnar taking on Seth Rollins. So Seth Rollins wins, there's your title change. Duh. (laughs) Please no. Clearly, since we hate Seth Rollins, they have to give the title to Seth Rollins. The only other option is that they're going to give it to Roman at WrestleMania. No, no, no. Survivor Series. I wouldn't doubt Survivor no, Series. No, no, no. WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be forced for another half year of Brock Lesnar. If, yeah. if Brock Lesnar yeah. co- if Brock Lesnar comes out of his farm and sees his shadow, we're due for another six months of him as champion. Do you think you think Fox Sports that used to have like all this MMA stuff isn't gonna chomp at the bit at the opportunity? Like, who do we want our champion to be whenever we launch it on on? Fo- I know Brock Lesnar. People know who Brock Lesnar is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that would also mean he would have to get drafted because isn't he officially a Raw boy? Even though, because like from what I've heard, Raw Raw is on Fox. SmackDown is going to be on FS1. Oh, that wait, is that what it is? I thought SmackDown went to Fox and then Raw was still going to be USA. No, oh, Fox bought all of it. Are you? Oh what? no, I got to find FS1 now. I don't know where that is. Hey, 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 hey! It's, it's way everybody. <laughs> this summer. Two men save the world from who you ask. Everything invading robo penises. This show is not about those two men. <laughs> this show's just a load of BS. The show are Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore. Make up dumbass movies like that. We're your personal think tank. We're your two white guys, which fills the quota for a podcast, I think. And we're just going to be here to have a good time and talk about sauerkraut. That's right. Except no substitutes, ladies and gentlemen, because this is that pure, uncut P.S. (laughs) Good, good, uncut. So, boys, we've talked SummerSlam. But really, this weekend, there's only one pay-per-view we need to care about, and it's Summerfest, the greatest shindig of the summer, and we gotta figure out what that card's gonna be. So we need to turn things over to Captain Tibbs, Silver Spoon, for another episode of JWF Monday Night War. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of JWF Monday Night War. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, and... Joined as always by Captain Tibbs and Tibbs. I know we're on the road to Summerfest. I know it's going to be a big deal, but we gotta. We have to. Sills, why you sound so down? What's going on, bud? Everything okay? We got a lot of wrestling in front of us. We got a. We got a lot. Well, Tibbs. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, Sills. It was. It was announced earlier today. 
that the JWF World Heavyweight Champion Momoa Curry was found deceased in his hospital bed earlier today, sustained from wounds that he got during a battle with the Demon Honeypot a few weeks ago. Our thoughts go out to the family of Momoa Curry and uh, Tibbs. Tibbs, this is horrifying news to start out Summerfest with. So, uh, just listen. Okay, bud. Just listen. It's okay. Come here. I, I don't I need love, a hug, Tibbs. I want I our you, champion right. back. Since he's not coming back. It's okay. And I'm going to sit here as the head of this company and tell every single one of you listening out tonight that it is going to be okay. We have lost one of the greatest we have ever seen. But we will not let his memory be in vain. We will not let everything he fought for be in vain. We will not let this championship right here, I'm holding it, Sills, not let it be in vain. Damn it. That's right, Tibbs. I mean, let's not forget, tonight would have been the night you would have had to relinquish the title anyways. Momoa's not been able to defend it. And the men known as La Flambeau, Mojo, Gruff, Honeypot, they've demanded the title to be handed to them. And you said in our main event, you're going to decide what happens with that title. And Tibbs, after recent recent events, I just got, I, I don't know what we could do. So let's, let's just say I have a decision to make. That's right. And I've made my decision, and you shall see what it is. That's right, Tibbs. But speaking of championships, let's talk about the JWF Captain's Championship that just a few weeks ago was, of course, uh, won by Blake Tanner and what was some defined as unscrupulous means as his partners in the dynasty interfered in the match, causing him to drop, to to win the title from the Hammerman. It was a, it was a shocking display, Tibbs. So was it... I will say that certain events have kept my attention over the last few weeks. I will say that this is truly just a dastardly plot uh, for a great, great person. Part of a great, great stable family to just take these actions. To try to win a title, it's just dastardly. They're too good for themselves. All of them. That's right, Tibbs, and let's not forget Summerfest. Not only are we going to see the Blake Tanner in a rematch against the Hammerman, the leader of the dynasty, Scotty Moore, is going to be facing off against the bad boy Joey Janela in an unsanctioned street fight that is going to be absolutely brutal. And Scotty Moore is headed to our ring right now with all of the members of the dynasty, and he says he has a proclamation for Summerfest. Let's have a listen. This Sunday may very well be the greatest professional wrestling event in the history of the JWF. No, 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 the history of professional wrestling. Why? Because this Sunday is the night that we prove why the dynasty isn't just a fun little name. No, it's the truth. Because on Sunday night, you are going to see Blake Tanner flanked by every member of the dynasty as he takes on the hammer man and if you thought what happened last time was a fluke blake is going to prove why he is the rightful jwf captain's champion and me and my dad we're going to be watching on from ringside providing helpful encouragement wherever it's needed and after that you're going to see 
the true bad, bad boy, Scotty Moore, proving to the entire world why JWF is the greatest professional wrestling organization in the world as I take on Joey Janela and I beat him into the mat in an unsanctioned match. Which means that I don't have to just beat Joey in the ring. No, no, no. I can take him backstage and crush his skull under a forklift. I can throw him from the top of this damn building if I need to. And I'm going to show the world who the real bad boy really is. And the most important thing you'll see this Sunday is my crowning ceremony. As I become the new JWF World Heavyweight Champion because a lot of people are wondering with Momoa Curry gone, with the god of the JWF dead who will be the new champion? Who will be your new god? And as much as Honeypot or Mojo Gruff want to say it's them I have in my hands the JWF cash in the bag briefcase an instant shot at the JWF championship and if I want in the main event tonight I can just bash Captain Tibbs over the head and pin that old bastard and win the title that I deserve and all of you will call me the hero you know I am Because I'm doing exactly what a hero does. I'm saving the JWF from tyranny. Saving it from invaders. Saving it from demons. And at Summerfest, each and every one of you will get down on your knees and bow to your new champion. And bow down to the dynasty. Well, Tibbs, strong words there from Scotty Moore decreeing that uh, apparently at Summerfest, it, he could be the champion. What do you think? Feels so, uh, like I'm going to take all the disrespect that I'm hearing from Scotty Moore towards our previous deceased champion, Moa Curry, to the side. And I'm going to tell him somebody that actively advocates cheating in any match. They actively advocates these tactics. Advocates what Scotty Moore has been playing for the last year, two years, three years, his entire damn career. That's not worthy, Sims. Well, Tibbs, I mean, you've got to say, I got to agree with you after that. But speaking of men who I got to think are worthy, worthy of the praise that Scotty Moore wants, we got to talk about the man who will be facing off. In his final match this Sunday at Summerfest. Of course, I'm talking about Spider the Longhorn Lockhart. The man who is going to be facing off against his protege, if you will, Sam the Beer Man Adams. And what, what Tibbs, I got to say, is going to be an absolutely amazing match between those two. What do you think? Well, we don't have to be extremely respectful for everyone, Sills, but I... It will definitely be a fantastic match, and I look forward to the results. That's right. I mean, like Sam said last week, Spider Spider can fight like hell in that ring, and you got to think, going out on the high note of beating Sam Adams at Summerfest, the greatest shindig of the year in the main event, it's going to be amazing, Tibbs. I agree, Sills. 
And you know what? It would be fantastic to share this event with you. To see these great matches with a friend, someone at your side. To watch Spider Lockhart get his ass beat to the mat. It's going to be fantastic. Well, Tibbs, I mean, I wait a minute. I'm getting news backstage. Of course, in our opening segment, Scotty Moore announced that all of the members of the Dynasty are going to be ringside for the Hammerman's match against Blake Tanner. And it looks like we have sent one of our top interviewers backstage to hear how the Hammerman's reacting to the news that the Dynasty are once again going to be surrounding him on all sides. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, Don the Don McDonald backstage with the former JWF Captain's Championship. The Hammerman. Now, Hammer, earlier tonight, Scotty Moore made the proclamation that every single member of the Dynasty will be at ringside for your match against Blake Tanner at Summerfest. And let's not forget, I'm sure you know all too well, that the Dynasty's interference was very much the reason why you lost your title in the first place. How do you react to this proclamation from Scotty Moore? How do you react? How does are you, Don, Don, we've had hard differences in the past, but now, now you come to me asking how does my brother react to all of this news, to this idiocracy that we are a part of today? Well, I'll tell you one thing. He's not scared. <laughs> he knows what this dynasty can do in the ring. He knows what happens when three men come together against one person, and I will say, turnabout is fair play, McDonald, and we all understand this here, my brothers, all of us. That's why this Sunday, McDonald, it's not gonna be three on one. No, 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 no. I have discussed with Travis... I'm sorry. I have discussed with the Hammer Man, my brother, that he is going to have a little help in his corner on Sunday in the form of us. Yes, the two of us, his brothers, his actual family, his blood and flesh. Because when the dynasty gets together, it's true. They're dead. They're dangerous. But when the VWO gets together, we are a world-ending event. That's right, McDonald. When Griffin Clouds, Justin Clouds, and the Hammerman step into that ring, it's chaos. And if the Dynasty try to get in that ring, if they try to interfere in our brother's chance at getting his title back, we are going to be the ones causing chaos. Because the Dynasty, they like to say they're a family, right? That they're close-knit. But this is a true family you're looking at right here. We fought those three before, and we know exactly what we're going up against. Which is why all Hammerman has to do this Sunday is what he always does. Stand up against the odds, fight like hell, and win. Well, Hammerman, seems like your brothers in the VWO, they've got your back this Sunday. They've evened the odds, and I guess that leads me to ask, 
What can we expect to see this Sunday as the Hammerman, alongside the VWO, faces Blake Tan? Well, I'm gonna get my fucking title back! Well, Tim's strong words there. Apparently, the VWO decided to even the odds, uh, even the odds against the dynasty. This is astounding. Look at themselves. They're such a beautiful family. They're coming together to help the true, bright, shining flame they ever had. The only light in this darkness we have nowadays. They're going to be there for him. Silves, it's beautiful. That's right, Tibbs. I mean, let's not forget last month, the demon Honeypot faced off against the Hammerman, and if it wasn't for Griffin interfering in that match, hitting Honeypot with a vicious undervapor in the center of the ring, Hammerman might have been dead. I mean, they've had a bad history with each other, but it's clear today that the VWO stands strong as a family. And speaking of family, Tibbs, I'd like to talk about a member of your family Chuck Tibbs, a man who this Sunday is going to be facing off against his former mentor, Felix Ball, and his partner, the Lumberjack, in a tag team match. But of course, I got to say the outlier in this match, the person who I think is going to cause the most mayhem is Chuck's partner, the Lord of the Smart Side, the Dylan. It's an odd pairing if I've ever seen it, Tibbs. Silva, I don't know what to tell you. Sometimes... Uh, the strangest bedfellows you find are in the ring. And I think that something between my son and the Dylan is... They have had their differences in the past. But now they have face a common enemy. They face a common threat. And they face the biggest fucking bastard in the world, Felix. Goddamn ball, and they're gonna beat his ass. That's alright, Tim. So who knows what's gonna happen when these four collide this Sunday at Summerfest. It's gonna be an amazing pay-per-view. We've got so many ma- Oh, Tibbs. I'm sorry. I, I know we were, um... I honestly thought we had more time to enjoy the show before this happened, but out to the ring right now are the members of La Flambeau Mojo Gruff and the demon honeypot they're expecting an answer tibbs they want to know if they will get that title that's on your shoulder right now tibbs what are you gonna do silza i'm the only one left that can face this threat and i'm gonna have to do it the only way i know how alone all right, I'm going. All right, Tibbs, going up to the ring right now is Captain Tibbs facing off against Mojo Gruffin. Let's hear what Mojo's got to say. Oh, Tibbs, Tibbs, Tibbs. The countdown clock is ticking farther and farther down, and it appears as though all of your hope has ran out. Your champion is gone. Swept from this mortal coil by my demon, by my monster, Honeypot. You know you have but one choice left, Captain. The choice to give the JWF championship to my master. To give the championship to La Flambeau. Look, please, don't make this any more difficult than it has to be. 
There's no reason to draw this process out. There's no reason to make this long and arduous because you know what awaits you at the end of this journey. Destruction. And my master has told me that the longer you force him to wait for that title, the more brutal and devastating your torture will be. The longer you force us to wait, the more of your bones will be shattered, the more of your mind will be broken, the more you will suffer, Tibbs. So please, do yourself a favor and give us the title on your shoulder. Give us the title that we deserve. Give us the precious relic known as the JWF Championship. Now listen here, you little minion, before I take you and... Alright. It appears... It appears that you have given me no choice. But before I hand this over, I just want to let you know what you're getting yourself into, Mojo. I, uh... I never wanted to say this. But you know the power that this title holds, this belt contains. You know the power that these gems possess. The leather, the leather that this title was made of was stripped from the back of Hades himself. You know that the ancient trident of Poseidon was melted just to create this. You know that this belt one man that holds it, any one man can become unto a god. And Mojo, just between you and me, you know what happens when your master gets a hold of this belt. You won't be safe either, and neither. Oh my god! Honeypot! Honeypot's got Tibbs by the throat! He's picked him up off the ground! He's choking the captain! But looks like Captain Tibbs keeping a firm hand on the title. My master would never betray me. Oh my god! What's going on? Captain Tibbs, his entire body, it's floating up. It's forced Honeypot back against the ropes. This bright white light emitting from his body. Tibbs is just speaking in tongues. What's going on? (laughs) What's up, fuckers? So it appears as though you've tried to kill me. Look at the adjective there, by the way. Tried. Because you cannot kill he who is omnipotent. You cannot kill he who is omnipresent. You cannot kill a god. And if you... No. No, no. If my brother wants this JWF championship so badly, he'll have to come and cry it out of my broken, bloodied hands. But it seems he's enjoyed spending his time in his cage more than he enjoyed the little family reunion. So instead, 
I'll take you, Honeypot, this Sunday, if you want my title, you can come and get it. But just know that you fight no man. You'll be facing the god of law, the god of the sea, and the god of the J.W.F. Because this Sunday, you will witness the resurrection of Momoa. Correct! <coughs> Damn it. Oh, my throat. Why did you do that, Momoa? Oh, that hurt. Alright, hold on, let Tim stand up for a sec. Well, oh. Sorry about that, boys, but, uh, it looks like I can't give you this title. It, it seems that, uh, Momoa Curry's not done with you yet. Oh, fuck. What, what in the world did I just see? M Momoa Curry, he was dead. They pronounced his body dead earlier today, but it looks like he's... He's come back to life somehow. He's possessed Captain Tibbs, and we will see him this Sunday face off against Honeypot for the JWF Championship. T Tibbs, what's going on? Oh, my head. Oh, Sills, that's never fun. I'm sorry I had to make you wait for that, but, uh... I knew the surprise would be better for every. Oh God! I mean, Tibbs, what's going on? Momoa was talking about something about his his brother. Does Momoa Curry have a brother? Is that the master that Mojo Gruff is talking about? And then the, the championship. I, I didn't know that you said it was made from the back of Hades. Yeah. Uh, long story short, all that shit's true. Uh, I'll explain it later. What the... Well, ladies and gentlemen, I guess we now have our full summer Summerfest match. The full card is made. We're going to see Momoa Curry face off against Honeypot. We're going to see the Canadian crew versus the Dylan and Chuck Tibbs. We are going to see... Blake Tanner, the Hammerman, Scotty Moore, Joey Janela, and in the main event, we are going to see the retirement match of Spider Lockhart as he faces off against Sam Adams for the very last time in tips. Let me tell you something. This is going to be an absolutely amazing pay-per-view. This is not, uh, this does not miss. You can't miss it. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be the highlight of the summer, so I am so excited to see it. I can't wait. I am bleeding from every orifice right now. That's a right. Call a stretcher. Okay, all right, Tibbs. We've got some medicals, medical team coming down to work on you. But for right now, if you want to see what happens with that, make sure to tune into the Fight Boys YouTube channel to check out Summerfest. And for what happens next, you're going to have to tune in next time. So, Blakey T., it's been an episode. What the hell happened during JWF? I mean, what the, I was on my way out, and then all of a sudden I saw Tibbs, and he was just floating in some weird spectral light. Well, uh, Scotty, that's, um, Scotty, that's, 
I honestly couldn't tell you. The plot of JWF's gotten away from me in the last few weeks. I can, yeah. But it's good. It's good. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, but what did you learn this week, Blakey T? Um, I learned that three claws a night just gets you where you want to go <laughs> if you're going to be... If you're going to be doing some weird shit. That's, that's right, baby. That's all it takes. <laughs> and um, I learned that apparently possession happens in pro wrestling sometimes, I guess. This is our new thing that we're trying out. Possession. Bro, I told you about the possession stuff. It was great, wasn't it, bro? <laughs> it was a good one, bro. Um, a little bit of housekeeping before we get into the end of the show. There will not be a Fight Boys episode next week because I will be down in Orlando. We may, me and Dylan may do like a special, a special Fight Boys on location because we are going to go see NXT while we're down there. So hopefully we'll have a little something for you. But as far as like a full Fight Boys, that is going to be a week away. A week away from that, ladies and gentlemen. But until then, Blake, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Video on YouTube if you like video games. And you can find me with a nice tall glass of throat coat after this is over. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books, check out my Fiverr account, go to ScottyMoLovesPizza.Squarespace.com to check out all my personal stuff, and go to www.aloadofpurebs.com to check out all of the other BS Network programs from a load of BS to opposite attractions. They're all available for you to check out at aloadofpurebs.com. Like... <laughs> Tell them about the good, good music. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> this is new. I have to do this for two podcasts now. We have to thank uh, Mega Ran, the Mega Man himself, <laughs> for our theme song, Fighters, that we have stolen from him and appropriated for our newest theme song. We stole it from AEW as well, which is my new favorite thing we can say about this show. And also remember to, of course, support the show, whether that be monetarily. But if you can't do that, just leave us a review on iTunes, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or come watch us live on Twitch and talk shit to us in the chat. Twitch.tv slash a load of BS. And as always, you can find us at a load of pure BS.com. Step up to our merch table, merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show, Kenta, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life.